We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Howdy, CMOS girlies. Happy Tuesday. Kate and Emma are back in full steam. It is June 19th, so the start of summer. How are you doing over there, dog? I'm doing super great. Yeah, I have today off for Juneteenth, which I feel like it's kind of like you either have it off or you don't. It's not super consistent. Uh, It's nice, but I'm also like, I don't really know what to do today, but it's just, it's cool to just kind of do the housekeeping shit, stuff that you don't really want to do on the weekends because you just want to live your life on the weekends. Yeah. Um. So yeah, things are good. I went on a run this morning for first time in a very long while. Slay. I ran the Williamsburg Bridge and I surprisingly did not die, Slay, but yeah. I forgot, you know, just what it's like to work out in the heat. Yeah. I was going to say running in the summer as uh, a moment space. Um, I've been trying to acclimate to the heat and stuff and I've just been crazy exhausted from it, but then I've been getting really good sleep because I feel like I'm just exhausting myself from being in the sun all day. So I went to a run today with Ty Haney, Joe Holder, bunch of brands, exercise, snacks, joggy, Kirsty God. So had a little class. It was kind of like a wellness workshop for Juneteenth. So it was really cool. Um, saw a lot of runner friends and then also like since I do socials, like social content as a job, saw a lot of people from brands that I've never actually met in person. And it's like, oh, I've emailed you for like five months. And they're like, yeah, I've seen your face on our Instagram for five months. So that was kind of fun to do. And then just hung out with a buddy and now we're now we're here potting but emma and i were had a little meeting of the minds last week at um, morgan stern's got some ice cream don't remember either of the flavors we got but i will say that i did start a note in my notes app like when we first went to morgan stern's of all the flavors we tried and i don't remember the four that we tried i i remember what i got i also had a decision paralysis so my combination of flavors was like really weird and i don't know if i would get all of those together ever again individually they were delicious but i got like ginger ginger snap and then like rocky is topping and burnt honey vanilla and sesame caramel i'm like none of these are supposed to go together yeah um but that's okay you live and you learn we were gonna go to the morgan stern's bananas but we we're like mm, we want real ice cream but we will we will go there at some point maybe we'll do our next hot girl summer manic oh, man. live pod on the streets there because people have been requesting that type of format 
Yeah, I actually went there and was waiting, and then I texted Emma at 6.05. Not us getting ice cream at 6 o'clock. Like, we didn't have to wait in a line because we're getting ice cream so fucking early, but <laughs> um, I was waiting at the other location. I texted Emma. I was like, wait, we're meeting at Bananas, right? And it was immediately no original one. And then I just started walking to City Bike Station. I'm like, fuck. Okay, yeah. So we got our ice cream, and then this upcoming weekend is Pride, and we are also having a Seamus Girlies picnic. Um, I truly didn't know which day Pride was on. I Like, when I was thinking, when we started planning the event, I was like, oh, it's probably going to be both Saturday and Sunday so I think the pride parade is Sunday night we're having the the picnic um Sunday afternoon so hopefully the girlies can make both of the festivities I have a shit ton of brands um Emma and I just kind of thought of it we're like yeah it's summer there's people in New York let's do it I think like 50 people are coming but if you're coming I cannot wait to meet you if I've never met you before there's going to be ice cream pretzels prebiotic soda it's going to be a weird spread of food and you'll have some stuff to take home as well yeah it's going to be quite the smorgasbord spread but yeah we haven't done a a picnic i want to say since like last spring yeah and they're fun it's just like fun to hang out i feel like it's like an easy way for people to connect and meet like other sea moss and i feel like so many people probably that have been following sea moss for a while have now like eventually moved here probably have a job or maybe are interning here this summer so yeah if we haven't met you definitely come up and say hello we would love to take photos with you all um it'll be a special goofy time definitely bring a, a blanket or a towel to sit on because kate and i, I we may not have the arms or the resources to provide all of those for your little for your little booties but yeah we're gonna be bringing um, the, the regardless f- we will be having a shit ton of product for you so get excited yeah we're gonna be bringing the food and carrying that on our wee little backs to get to y'all somehow um, also bring a tote bag you guys don't i was thinking i'm like oh i'm like no no one needs another fucking tote bag bring a tote bag to the event put the products in your tote bag go home and not be left with another tote bag i just have Amen. too many tote bags we don't fucking need anymore so we're really excited to see you guys also i've kind of flashed this on the instagram but we're trying to be more interactive on instagram like i think we tried with tiktok for a little bit and podcasts we've been like thinking about shit and we're like oh do we get on youtube do we do like tiny mic stuff instagram's our bread and butter i feel like it's where people know us and like actually relate to us the most so we're going to be doing a lot more interactive stuff because we want to see what you guys are doing we want to see what your Seamascarly's moment of the day and what brands you resonate with and what questions you still have and what facts you find fascinating. So stay tuned on the Instagram for more content from us. And with that being said, there may be merch down the line. Um, think a few months because we want it to actually be good quality, but it'll happen. It'll happen soon enough. Yeah, many things are brewing. Many things down the pipeline. Get excited. CMS release 3.0. Maybe there's going to be another rebrand of the podcast. Yeah, new image. You Emma. never know with us. We like to keep you all on, on your toes. There could be a new podcast logo. Who fucking knows? But um, today's episode is about air quality. Got a lot of questions after the wildfire smokes in New York. I think because I posted on my Instagram a lot. I got a few DMs in my personal account to like talk about it on the pod. And I was like... You know what? It is very fucking health related. So let's do an episode about air quality. And I think Emma and I also learned a lot in the process of doing this research. And so hopefully this keeps you guys educated, not only about personal health, but also what's happening to the world around you, government and stuff that is maybe more important than going and buying a little prebiotic soda, Um, because it's good to check in every now and then on the real world outside of us. Yes. So important to do that. Um, So Kate will call me back and then we will get into the weeds of air quality and pollution let's do it i'll call you back in a sec and we will chat we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. CMOS girlies, this episode's a little bit more info heavy, so sit down, get your notebooks out, and we're going to talk about wildfires, air pollution, air quality, climate change, and everything you need to know in between. So to start off, the first question I want to ground the episode with is how do wildfires relate to climate change? Because depending on what news you've been consuming, some people are like, oh, this is totally irrelated of climate change. And then a lot of other outlets are talking about the connections. So overall, the answer to that is that there's a very clear collection connection between wildfires um, wildfires happening and climate change at large because of the number and severity of the wildfires worldwide. This is not how it always has been. Um, if you look in history, the air quality was not like as bad as it is now. It is progressively getting worse because of industrialization, fossil fuel dependency, all that stuff. According to the EPA, the extent of area burned by wildfires each year appears to have increased since the 1980s, particularly. And there's an organization called the National Interagency Fire Center. They collect data, obviously, on wildfires and like the severity and frequency of them. And they said the 10 years with the lar- largest acreage burn have occurred since 2004. And the peak year of wildfires happening was, was in 27 or 2015, which is where you probably saw a lot of coverage of what was happening on the West Coast in the US and some in Canada. Um, so that's all to say, even though these things are like irrelated, 
in like, it seems like, oh, this is a random event. This is very related to climate change and we wouldn't be having these things happen if we weren't polluting the earth. The wildfire season has lengthened in many areas, including to factors of like the springs are warmer. There's longer summer dry seasons. There's also drier soil and vegetation. Climate change threatens to increase the frequency, extent, and severity of fires because of the increased temperatures and drought. So since we're getting hotter summers and less rainfall, that's also why, why wildfires are happening. Earlier spring melting, meaning that the reduced snowfall in like the winter periods, it decreases the water availability. So that's another thing that relates to wildfires. And these things all kind of create this perfect storm where there's this increased wildfire risk, which allows the fires to start a lot more easily and then also burn hotter. So we haven't had wildfires of this intensity and length in the past. Um, they're predicted to continue these trends of longer wildfire seasons as like, you know, more frequent and longer drought periods occur. In addition to climate change, other things like our land use, um, land scale with, or like how we manage basically insects, uh, fuel management, uh, fire suppression and other stuff. These also play a role in like wildfires and climate change. So a lot of it is dependent on what we do. And when I say we, I'm not saying like you and I and the CMOS girlies, but I'm saying government mismanagement of wildfires and the lack of policy redress to care about the climate crisis is why this is happening. It's not just like you and I voting with our dollar. Um, but the issue with like climate communications around wildfires is that it's a really difficult to attribute a particular fire or wildfire smoke like this incident in New York to climate change. It's hard to make that connect to people because here's kind of the talking point from the Fox News of the world um, that these things are there's a thing called like they, there are water. Oh, my God. What am I saying? Wildfire creation. So they have to create wildfires and there's wildfire management. There are strategic places that they burn certain areas of forest fires. But this is not why the wildfire in New York happened. So fire is a natural and common part of the ecosystem. Yes. Makes these areas much more dry, whatever. But fire seasons are not like we are not make, making these fires that are happening. Um, fire seasons are so bad that cities are breaking their own records for what they would have you know, preferred to do. There are people that have to manage how many acres burn every single year. This is way more than we would have imagined. Um, one thing to pay attention to this whole conversation in relation to like fire management and shit um, is the indigenous knowledge. Researchers have drawn lots of attention to the way that Canadian forestry policies have moved away from th the traditional way of caring about the land, typically traditional and indigenous plans or practices of planned burning these create these more safe you know places or safe areas to live because there's not going to be random wildfires burning down property um, they happen at a regular time they happen related to weather but we've moved away from these practices um, these protect people and it protects the timberland resources so people are not running out of supplies and stuff like that so there is a thing called like regular controlled burning that happens um, it clears the forestry understory and it reduces the risk of these larger fires spinning out of control but we've kind of shifted away from this as we have colonized and industrialization we don't tend to the land and care about ind indigenous knowledge in the united states and canada as much but beyond just wildfires like stepping out of just this crisis that happened in new york air quality sucks and i feel like most people don't know that because like we all breathe in the same air and you can't really see it unless it is as drastic as it being super yellow Almost the entire global population, 99% of us, breathe air that exceeds what is the proper air quality, what the WHO air quality limits are. And all of that is slowly and slowly threatening our health. But since we can't really attribute like 
you know, things over time, like our breathing is getting worse or my skin is worse. You can't really attribute that to like climate change. Like it seems so far and gone to be like, yeah, the reason I have chin acne is because of climate change. We don't ever really associate it with um, the air quality just being shitty. A record number of over 6,000 cities and 117 countries are now monitoring their air quality because it's at like such a crazy level. But people living in these cities are still breathing in unhealthy you know, levels of this fine particular matter. And they're also breathing in nitrogen dioxide. And, you know, people in low and mid- middle income countries are suffering the highest exposures of these things, which comes to no surprise. And even if you're, you know, breathing in, I was going to say sucking in, even if you're breathing in very low levels of air pollutants, it still damages the human body. It still increases the risk of cardiovascular and respiratory illnesses like asthma and emphysema, heart disease and lung cancer. So even if you can't, you know, feel, you don't see that the sky is yellow every day, um, just to say that air quality is still bad. And what's the solution here when it comes to climate change and air quality? Um, The World Health Organization has highlighted the importance of curbing fossil fuel use and taking other tangible steps to reduce this air pollution level. So if we took care of fossil fuel production um, and ban fossil fuels, it'd be the ultimate goal, right? Like that's the very pie in the sky goal. That would lead to less of these wildfires happening. That would also lead to just air quality being better generally. Um, Carbon emissions would go down and that's kind of the biggest thing. But since it's the biggest thing, um, it is really hard for politicians and government actors to imagine a world without fossil fossil fuel dependence. It goes into like transportation, it goes into farming, it goes into shipping products around the world and so that's why it's so hard for us to imagine a world without fossil fuels it's kind of like try to imagine a world without capitalism and it's pretty hard for most people to do and let alone government have the guts to go challenge that um with back to air quality so because of the generally local and immediate impacts on human health air pollution is often not talked about in the same sentence as climate change but air pollution is also harmful for the planet uh, when people talk about reducing climate change, I think people focus on carbon emissions and people poke, which is like a good thing to focus on. Um, carbon dioxide comes from burning fossil fuels. It's the largest driver of climate change. It lingers in countries for centuries. It warms the planet. But there's a lot of other pollution sources that also harm the climate and then also harm us. There some things that I'm going to get into called like black carbon. Some other things, if we reduce those, it would have a much faster impact on global warming in the short term than going after carbon dioxide. Black carbon is these things that are like tiny particles in the air from wildfires and they also come from vehicles um they are known as what are called short-lived climate pollutants they account for half of today's total global warming you know leading to sea level rising leading to more frequent and extreme climate events and devastating these wildfires and we took the guts to like cut the short-lived uh climate pollutants alongside decarbonizing the whole economy it would be the best shot for us to meet the world's impact to limit global warming by like 1.5 degrees and avoid like this dangerous impact of climate change. So that's something that's kind of an optimistic spin because I even get like nihilistic about government shit because I'm like, yo, we can't even like address that fossil fuels are the problem. Like people say, policymakers will say that. And I now know they're never going to touch that issue with a 10 foot pole because of money and politics and lobbying and all that shit. But if it were to be a very specific bill, like you must get rid of black carbon um, or must tackle that when how we talk about like uh, vehicles and other products that we create, I think that's a policy that lawmakers could get behind. So that's a little bit of like optimistic news when it comes to the government policy stuff. 
Yeah. So let's get into the health and wellness aspect of all this. This is probably where most people start to personally care when it comes to like macro level issues, um, when it kind of gets more into like the micro and like your everyday and like how it can personally impact you. So today, nine out of 10 people breathe in polluted air and nearly one third of deaths that come from stroke, lung cancer, and heart disease can be linked to air pollution. So that just kind of like really puts into perspective, like how significant this is and like how much of a risk this does pose like public health. And like, you definitely have to keep in mind that like, you know, it's going to be places such as like India and China that are going to be like most heavily impacted by this. And so like, it's really easy for us, like as Americans, that like maybe live in our like little suburbs in the middle of nowhere nebraska let's just say it's like really probably hard for you to like make the connect but like this is like such a huge issue on a macro level scale um and so how air pollution really does impact our health is that like the microscopic pollutants in the air can easily penetrate into our respiratory system and damage our heart brain and lungs and there's many different types of pollutants so just kind of run through the list particulate matter which is a mix of solid and liquid droplets arising mainly from fuel combustion and road traffic there's also nitrogen dioxide from road traffic or indoor gas cookers uh sulfur dioxide from burning fossil fuels and then ozone at the ground level and this is caused by the reaction of sunlight with pollutants from vehicle emissions and so the pollutant that will affect People, the most is going to be this particulate matter, which is the first one that I touched on. And this is often abbreviated as like PM. And I know I saw PM getting tossed around a lot when, you know, the whole Canadian wildfires was going on and like everyone was like freaking out on social media. And this is used as a measure for air pollution. And so really like PM can get deep into our lungs and enter our bloodstream, which just increases our risk of lung cancer and other respiratory illnesses, like I said. So just like this general accumulation over time is like really puts you at risk. And of course, you know, children, people that are pregnant, people that already have pre or already have like chronic conditions are going to be more susceptible or more at risk to these potential diseases. And then ozone balloons as well are a major factor in causing asthma or even making it worse if you're someone who already has asthma. And then nitrogen dioxide and sulfur dioxide can also cause asthma, lung inflammation, and reduced lung function. So like I even know for myself, like I'm a generally healthy person, but when the Canadian wildflowers were going on and it was like super smoky in New York and like the air quality was like horrid, I could even like immediately feel some impact in terms of like it being like more difficult to breathe and you know, I think that really like goes to show that like, even if you think you are like the healthiest person, you are like completely like safe or free from like ever getting any type of illness, like you can do as much as you want to try to protect yourself. But like at the end of the day, like you're not like super, you're not like superhuman and you can still experience all these negative health consequences. And so like, this just kind of like goes to show that like, yeah, you can do things, but you're also like not completely free from all of it. Um, And like regular exposure to high levels of core air quality can result in health consequences that may linger for for months or years. So like even if the air quality is like bad for one day and you don't wear a mask or like you aren't being safe for a particular period of time, you may not like feel anything right away. But it's like over time, like maybe when you're 60 or 50, you're going to like wake up and like you're going to have like all of these like lung and heart issues and it could likely be tied to air pollution and it's like unfortunate that it's like pretty hard to like measure this or like even tie this to air pollution or other just like poor air quality um related issues through our like medical system because there's like not really like an easy way to like pinpoint that um but like how you as a person can maybe like try to protect yourself in terms of air quality like unfortunately there's not really like a way to reverse the health effects like if you're just like chronically exposed and like i know like me living in new york like that is like the one of the unfortunate disadvantages of living out here is like I am chronically exposed to 
the awful pollution that is in the city. Um, you can use the AQI tool to help you just to kind of gauge if like the, the air quality is high and if you should out- avoid outdoor activity or if you should or shouldn't be wearing a mask. I know most people probably have an iPhone that has that on the little weather app, which I think is like a super useful tool. And then again, like eating healthy foods, especially those that are high in antioxidants and polyphenols, those are kind of great in terms of reducing free radicals in your body and like really, you know, kind of killing off all all the bad pollutants that can get inside your body. So, you know, eating your turmeric, leafy greens, um, beets, berries, you name it. And then I think this comes as no surprise, but also just like not smoking and just getting like regular exercise as well. And of course, like stress management, the whole the whole thing that I'm sure all the CMOS girlies are already doing in their day to day life. And then kind of touching on toxic mold and mold exposure, this does loosely connect to air quality. So bear with me here. Um, we did get a few questions about this, and I feel like I've been seeing more and more podcasts kind of, you know, come up in terms of like this topic. So with mold exposure, all species of mold are reproduced by creating microscopic spores and releasing them into the surrounding area. And so some of these species of mold can release microscopic toxins called mitotoxins which are naturally toxic to the human body. And you can like read the full list of ways that they are toxic and how they can damage your health. But having spores and mitotoxins can harm the indoor air quality of your home, especially. And these particles are so small that they can be like inhaled and ingested by the body, which can trigger unwanted health reactions. So how do you spot mold exposure? The first one is going to be visual growth. So you can probably see like the black mold, And this will kind of appear black. So whether it's like, you know, on the ceilings or walls or floors, Um, water damage. So if you start seeing like coffee-like stains on a wall or discolored carpet and even like peeling or cracked wallpaper, that could be an indicator of mold exposure, damp smells, and then any unexplained chronic symptom. And the reason for this is that like mold can be hidden and it can also release no odor at all. So you may not even know that there's like toxic mold, you know, accumulating in, in your space that you live in. And this is very much a common experience for a lot of people. And you'll just like develop these chronic symptoms, which I'll get into in a moment. Then you go to your doctor and they're like, Oh, we don't know why you're experiencing this. Nothing like really matches up with, you know, the tests that we're giving you. So then you're sent home and you're like, no, I like swear to God, I'm like experiencing all these terrible things. Um, so yeah, if you do notice like odd symptoms that are developing over time with like no clear explanation, and if these symptoms worsen, the more you are at home, it can be very much likely due to this hidden mold. And so symptoms to look out for, this is going to include things like brain frog, brain frog, brain fog, chronic fatigue, persistent cold allergies, hormone imbalances, mood swings, and headaches. And I think like, I want to point out that these are all pretty like broad, broad symptoms and symptoms that can also be caused by various other health factors. And so, you know, you can easily go down the health lane rabbit hole and you could probably be told that like you have cancer or you have PCOS or you have like insulin resistance or like, I don't know what other like crazy wellness or crazy um, disease that Healthline wants to tell you. But if there's been like no change to your lifestyle, exercise, diet or stress, then like exposure to mold is definitely something that you should discuss or bring up to your doctor. Uh, I just know like a lot of people can go undiagnosed and it's like hard to really get like any type of treatment when they're unable to like really explain how anything developed. So that's just an area that you can kind of keep in mind. And I think this is like stuff that we should all probably be somewhat aware of. Um, And yeah, it's important to know how to speak up in terms of your health. Yeah. And now we're going to chat about personal things you can do. Um, I mean, I know that when this was happening in New York, I was kind of like, 
freaked out because we don't really deal with air quality stuff and obviously a lot of the discourse on the internet was people in california being like we deal with this all the time and you guys don't care like i wouldn't i don't i'm not wishing climate change on people on the east coast it is sad that it does take an event like this for people to care about stuff that's happening in a place not related to them but that's all to say that a lot of people in new york did have to learn about air quality index and what to do so myself included i learned a lot about what an air purifier is and what hepa filters are um i would you know go into looking more up about these two things and buy them there's i went on an article on either the strategist or wire cutter that was like best air purifiers for budget size of apartment battery power level and stuff like that so i would do that i got an air purifier i actually did notice a huge difference when i let it run for two days after this happening in my apartment because for me even inside my apartment smelled like smoke which was freaking me out and it made me very paranoid i was like is there a crack in my ac that's letting all this wildfire smoke in i have no idea um and it's really crazy because people were going outside and like i had an n95 mask on which was recommended basically compared to covid transmission the particles that come from wild fire smoke are a lot smaller and so a traditional mask doesn't work for wildfire particles as the same way it does with like covid transmission so n95s like medical grade masks are the best thing for wildfire situations but back to the air purifier one of my friends um actually was out of town and left one of her windows open and came back on like a thursday and her entire apartment was covered with soot because i went outside and i was like oh i'm fine and then i saw someone do this on tiktok like they took a cotton swab and put like toner on it and like put it on their arm that was outside exposed and a huge line of like smoke came off on their arm or like dirt or whatever the hell particles um so yeah it's kind of difficult because you might feel like okay i had the mask on i'm safe but you still are like dirty as a result of it so definitely look into the air purifier and hepa filter someone asked us to talk about the fucking um dyson headphones if you've never seen them before emma had never seen them yeah i thought this was like some like apple vr pro (laughs) shit i was like kind of is honestly climate change like what's going on it's pretty goofy um i saw these all on um what's it called tiktok that people were wearing them they're like you guys made fun of me for having these headphones and now i have the perfect time to use them so they're headphones that look like over the ear headphones either like what are they called airpod maxes is that what they're called apple maxes i don't have yeah, them yeah i think AirPod so. maxes. um i have like uh sony headphones just bose headphones the big beats kind of style headphones they look like that and then over the mouth they have this weird bar that is like an air purifier thing so you look like you're wearing a robotic helmet when you're walking down the street it looks like a bike helmet with a mask over it like a metal thing um you look like you could star in that movie robots and people were bringing them out um and i saw a lot of people push back of like it's this whole debate of like individual action versus systemic action. Like, yes, go wear your N95, get an air purifier, do your individual stuff. But if we're all going to just sit around and buy those Dyson headphones to combat climate change, it's like, dog, we're not going to ever, there's going to be the rich people that have access and have money to buy that stuff. Um, Not everyone's going to get distributed the Dyson headphones via government EPA mandate. So um, I guess if you have them, rock them. I saw some people on TikTok saying they don't do shit when it comes to wildfire smoke, but um yeah that's only my only comments about the fucking dyson headphones yeah i don't even want to know how expensive they are it's probably something so scary and disgusting um we also got questions about plants indoors and like how if those are even actually that effective so i was like let me look into this i'm not a plant lady whatsoever um so there i guess there was there's been like a lot of research in terms of like if plants indoors can help with air quality in your home and there was a report that was part of the nasa clean air study that was like back in like 1990s and basically like they were claiming that household plants could provide a potential economical solution to indoor air pollution by removing the volatile organic compounds or voc which is what i'm going to be using from here on out 
Um, but there were limitations to the study due to like the environments that they used to test the effectiveness of these plants. So they like were in very controlled environments and like very, very small environments, which you can't really expect then for that to translate into like someone who lives in like a very like open and big home to like expect the same results, which makes sense. Um, so recent research, recent, recent research has found that indoor plants at best can remove maybe like 0.9 to 9% of the indoor ozone removal effectiveness in these VOCs. So it is very unlikely that you're like one single little plant that you randomly bought at Trader Joe's or wherever you get these like special plants will transform the air quality. Like you would need to place 10 to a thousand plants per metered square in a room to even compare to really like the air exchange from the indoor outdoor airflow and to really like make any effective change in terms of like the air quality. So do not go out and just like buy a plant because you're like, this is going to save my air quality. Like I think you're definitely better off investing or purchasing an air purifier but of course you know plants are still great for mental health reasons and for bringing life into your home so like definitely buy them for those purposes but i wouldn't like bank on them like really making a significant change in terms of like the air quality um thank god because i just like i don't want the responsibility of like watering plants and brushing them and doing all the crazy stuff that you have to do to care for a plant you say brushing them like brushing yeah them? i think like you have to like some people you know you gotta like dust brush them? the leaves yeah. dust yeah it's dust them thank you that's the perf- that's the correct terminology <laughs> i think i don't know I'm, I'm so clueless about plants i was imagining one of those plants that like i feel like they had in science class that looked like a mouth and then you'd like put your finger in there and had like almost like, like looking like teeth i don't know what they're oh, called yeah. uh i feel like they look like a mario kart race where yeah, that, those, like, yeah i know what plant you're talking about isn't that like the one that's like stinky like is that like the sticky plant or is it like uh, the plant i don't fucking know we like, sound probably so stupid right now yeah here's our 30 seconds of being dumbasses on the pod but um no idea if you guys know what plant this is let us know in the comments but when you said um brushing i imagine brushing the teeth of a plant like it has a little mm-hmm. face but that's cute a little idea but um yeah sure. yeah that's the stuff on air quality i mean the tdlr as emma says um is that it is there t- tldr tldr yeah didn't read that um of the episode is that um wildfires are related to climate change we're having more because of climate change air quality is bad and it could hurt your health and there are some things you can do to avoid it and mold is bad too yay (laughs) yay woo i love podcasting and spreading information to the world yeah i hope you girlies loved it um hopefully if you live in new york we will see you this sunday at the picnic um we'll definitely take a shit ton of content so for the international girlies you can see what we're up to um and maybe you guys can have your own picnics one day if we get the money bag we'll be able to travel internationally but that could be a five-year plan maybe yeah expect a CMOS girlies world tour in the year 2040 yeah soon um but we're all old hags old age old age gen z hags old hags anyways um pleasure to pot with you dog we will talk to the girlies next week we'll see you on the meme page and thanks for listening peace and love everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.